and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on everyone? Zach here. Hope you're having an amazing day. Wanted to spend a little bit of time with you and talk to you about something that's uh, been on my mind over the past, I don't know, uh, a long time actually, but it just became really apparent to me over the past, I don't know, couple hours because I've been having a conversation about this. Um, but it, it, that's, a, that's the topic of, of college and student loans. And you know, I went to I went to tech school, and uh, so that's basically you know I, I joke uh, all the time that you know Ashley's a smart one. She went to real college, I went to fake college, and um, and that is actually true. Like you know, I like she has she has an actual degree. I don't. I went to tech school for cars, so for auto, uh, diesel, industrial things like that. So basically. And I was super into cars and super into, you know, everything about them. Um, so I, you know, knew how to work on them pretty well before going to tech school. But like the super deep intricacies like, you know, um, uh, the really deep electronics, tuning, stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff that you really have to be trained on. Um, and then once you get even deeper than that, it's yeah, even more intense. So basically anything with, you know, cars and then diesel trucks, so big semis and then industrial equipment like, uh, you know, like forklifts and, um, you know, big construction equipment, things like that. So a lot of my friends uh, that, you know, stayed in the industry went on to, you know, some of them went into work in the dealership, some in independent shops some started their own businesses. Um, some moved into the sales side, went into sales. Uh, some... Um, went to the military, works work on the, uh, you know, Hummers and helicopters and planes and things like that. Um, and uh, and some went to the truck world, some went to the train world. And um, actually, during my, uh, I was in a kind of like a higher level program um, that was near the end of my school. I think it was the last thing I did in school. I'm pretty sure. And um, and. Uh, it was like a, a really, really intense electronics training. So it was basically the, tra- the electronics training that you have to take before you get accepted into um, a higher level, uh, a higher level place. So, for instance, you know, Ferrari actually came and interviewed. Uh, There's like 14,000 students in the network of our schools. They interviewed, um, I believe, 12 or 30 people, and then they got knocked down to 12 of us. 
and then it got knocked down to like six or four or something like that. And I was in that last that last little batch of people. And um, that that batch basically came from that higher level class that I was in. And essentially, the job was, you know, if you got it, you would. Um, you know, you would get the job and you would be flown, you, know, you would live in Italy, they'd pay for your housing, give you a car. I believe the income was around six figures or so. And that was for a brand new, um, brand new person and basically be working on the race cars. And I remember being in the last kind of area of the selection process. And I, I actually opted out of it. I, I, I never went forward through it. I was in the last six or four or something like that. I don't remember exactly how deep it was to the T, but it was, it was in the single digit numbers. And, and I ended up self-selecting out of it. I, you know, I just said, Hey, thank you. And I, you know, when I look back on it, it was for two reasons. One, um, and the, 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 the biggest reason was the fact that I felt like if I went to, if I went and took that job, if I, if I would have got it, that I would have never become an entrepreneur. Like I was like, this is going to be, this is, this is not on track for what I want. Like I want to own my own business. And if I go here, like I, I don't know if I would ever leave, you know, you're literally 20 years old, you're living in Italy, you're making six figures, your housing, your cars are paid for and you're working in Ferraris all day. Like, why would you ever start your own business? Now in retrospect, you know, that was my, that was 20 year old Zach's logic. Um, in retrospect, I, I'm, I don't know if I would make that same decision again if I was back in 20 year old Zach shoes. I might be like, dude, you know, God will direct your steps, bro. Just, just go ahead and go. But regardless, you know, I made a choice and God has directed our steps in, in the area that we're in now. So it is what it is. The second reason is, you know, when I look back on it, like I probably wouldn't have admitted this then, but I was honestly a little fearful, I think, of probably, of probably losing the selection process, you know. So I was in the last, like I said, single digit candidates. And, um, you know, I, I think I could have won. I think I could have got it. You know, I'll never know. Um, you know, I was in that in that program that I was a part of that we were selected from. I, you know, graduated. It's called the student of the program. So I was like the top student at the end of it. So I think I could have, I would have had a really good chance of getting it. Now, I don't know if I would have, but I think part of the reason was also just I was afraid. I was afraid of, you know, what, what if I miss? Um... And um, I think it was probably a subconscious fear. I don't know if I consciously thought that. It was probably a subconscious, just like trying to protect myself. But those are the two reasons that I that I didn't. Anyway, um, so that's what I did. I went to tech school. I did all that stuff. Came out, and I, eventually, I basically went straight into sales. And within months of getting out of school, I got into network marketing. And then my, my career, you kind of know the, my network marketing story, I imagine, if you've been listening to this podcast. So then I got into network marketing, and you know that story kind of started to unfold. And that brings us up to today, essentially. Now, I was, I was driving in the car today, and um, and Ashley and I, we were, we were heading over to the office, and, and we were talking about um, a, a, a close person in our life, in our life that is dealing with some some just soul crushing student loans. Um, they are just murdering that this person, and. Um, you know, they've deferred them for as long as humanly possible. Um, they've done lots of work to try to, you know, make more money, um, things like that to really help out. But they're having a lot of trouble with, with just finances in general. And the primary reason is because they've got a minimum, minimum payment of like seven, eight hundred dollars Um So I don't know what the exact like grand total of debt is, but it's up, it's beyond six figures. And it just makes me so like sad because that, I mean, number one, like that totally blows. Um, number two, number two, 
I want you to go listen to a podcast. It was on the Entrepreneur Discovered podcast, which is our other show. It's a more uh, edited, more fancy show, but it's interviewing um, top-level entrepreneurs. There's a guy named Mo Abbas. About, it was about a year and a half ago at this point, maybe even two years ago, that we interviewed him on the show. So you'll probably have to scroll down a little bit. Um, there's only an episode released like every couple weeks or every month or so. So you won't, it won't be, you have to scroll down forever. Go listen to that show. It's called like Reinventing the School System or something like that. And this guy is totally trying to reinvent the way that college works. And he's doing a great job. Um, and he goes on an absolute rampage. It's excellent. So go listen to that. But the reason I bring all this up is because the college system just freaking ticks me off so much. Um, you know, like when, you know, so I'm 31. So when our parents went to college, they were, you know, like when our grandparents, let's say were around, you know, college wasn't even a, uh, it wasn't even a thing that you like, you know, that was a social, uh, acceptance to go to. Like just like, if you went great, right. But if not, it's okay. Then when our parents, my parents era, you know, um, were kind of coming up, it became a much more like that's when like the college thing started to become a uh, more socially not accepted but socially demanded thing, um, and so a lot of like our parents' generation um, or my parents' generation, that's when people really started to go. And the coolest part is at that mo at that point like for a lot of for a lot of people in that. I shouldn't say in that generation, not a lot of people, but the people in the early stages of that generation, the early, early stages that went to college and, you know, got jobs and stuff like that, you know, they potentially got through the system, got through the, the working system and received the pension and all that stuff. And if they had a degree, they probably got paid more. They got the good retirement that they promised that they would get and things like that. But when our gen- our parents' generation started to go through college, you know, you know, a lot of them are still obviously in the workforce. They still have 15... 10 to 20, 25 years left in the workforce, depending on their age. And as we all know, like the pension stuff, legitimate retirements, all that stuff is a complete thing of the past from a job. And, you know, so they didn't necessarily know that they were getting set up for, you know, uh, a bit of a situation that was different than what they were told because their parents, if they went to, got a higher education, went to get a good job, they could get a retirement, right? And it was very likely that they would stay at one company forever and get that retirement. When our parents went through school, they were told the same thing because that's what, that's what they experienced with their parents potentially. So they were told the same thing. And in fact, there was even more emphasis put on college with them because they were told that, right? And so they did. And some of them made it out, the earliest ones, and some of them did not. And now they're, and now they're in the workforce and they're potentially thinking about, you know, how am I going to set myself up for retirement? Some of them are, of course, set. We know that. Some are maybe still thinking about it. But today, the generation that we're in, we are, we have the information accessibility and the history to be fully aware, 100% fully aware, unequivocally certain that college has virtually no bearing on financial success. Yet we still teach kids that they have to go. And I think it's so wrong. Now, I feel really, really blessed because my parents always uh, let me make, me and my sister make that choice. You know, it was not a, it was not a you have to go thing. It was if you feel like you should go, if you want to go, we're going to support you, we're going to help you get through. You know, my parents helped me get through my tech school. You know, I did walk out with student loans that I had to pay off and, you know, thank God they're done. But, you know, um, 
school. My parents helped me get through it. I probably, I don't know. I mean, who knows if I'd be done or not if they didn't help. Um, but they did. And they helped me get through. And they helped my sister get through. But they also said, Zach, will help you get through. But you don't have to go if you don't want. Ashley was lucky enough to get a, well, she's not lucky enough. She was lucky, but she also worked her butt off. She got a full ride scholarship for, for sports. Um, so that was awesome, right? But so I was blessed to not be forced into it. Neither was my sister. We were blessed to be, to be able to basically uh, pick what we wanted. And if it didn't have anything to do with college, it was fantastic. So I, didn't, I don't have a degree. And a lot of it's because my parents supported me and what I wanted at that time, which was the car thing. So I'm very, very blessed in that way because I, I didn't walk out with a you know, multiple six-figure uh, debt or anything like that. Now, the thing that is makes me really sad, though, is like my situation in that regard isn't normal. You know, a lot of people that I talk to, they are pressured to go to school. They are pressured to go to college and because that's the thing that you need to do to be successful. Now, there's that's one side of the coin, you know, like there's like you, you can play like, oh, I was pressured. Yeah, that's great. Maybe. But I think the blame doesn't fall on any of that. That doesn't fall on you. It doesn't fall on your parents. It doesn't fall on any of that. Um, it doesn't fall on your kids. I think the blame falls on a really messed up system and basically the system is this when let's indoctrinate kids at a really young age you know before they can even make decisions on their own when they're basically super susceptible you know if someone tells me something now i don't accept it right i filter it through the things i want to filter it through and then i choose to accept it or deny it when you're a kid you just accept things for the most part right i mean 99 percent of kids do that so you're just going to accept what's told to you. So you're constantly being told that this is the way you do things. And this is what makes me sick is that college is a for-profit business. I don't care what you think. Um, in the vast majority of cases, college is for-profit. I don't know if you knew that, but it is. So they're basically selling a education system that has been proven to fail more often than it succeeds. Way, 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 way more often than it succeeds. It's been proven to fail. They're selling it to children and they're charging hundreds of thousands of dollars that they strap to them. They strap to kids because you enroll in college when you're 17, 18, right? They strap it to kids. They sell it to you when you're even younger than that. Then they strap it to you at 17, 18, 19 years old. And then you're paying for it for how long? 10, 20, 30 years. And even if you wanted to file bankruptcy, you can't get out of it. That sickens me. You know, some people talk to, talk, like, thankfully, we don't get this very often, um, yeah, only from, like, total nut, nut jobs. But, um, you know, there are, you know, people in our industry, information publishing, right? Like, we, we, we publish training products, and we, set, we, we, we exchange those training products for money. So you invest money, we give you the training. And sometimes information publishers, and sometimes rightfully so, but sometimes not, sometimes information publisher, publishers will get called like scammers. Like, why are you charging for information? This is $1,000 for this course. This is $5,000 for this course. This is ridiculous. Be like, I'm like, what? Like, what, first of all, what are you talking about? You know? And again, we're blessed to not have this happen very often to us, except for like extreme crazy people. But you know, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, number one, the information that you have is applicable today. Like we tested that two months ago, one month ago, we loved, we updated the course 30 minutes ago, right? Because it's what's working right this very moment, right? So it's super, um, current information. That's number one. Number two is it's in an avenue that you actually want to do, right? Because <laughs> you chose this, not me, right? I wasn't indoctrinating you since you were 14 years old, 10 years old. You found this, you know, two months ago. So it's current information. It's something that people actually want to do. And it actually has results that people are getting like now, and you can prove it. So 
when people say that kind of stuff about information publishing, I'm like, first of all, I think about all those things. And secondly, I'm like, what? Compared to what? Compared to college, you really want to play that game? Are you serious? Have you done the math on what the average college class costs? I mean, we're talking somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, $1,000, $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 for a class. And in many cases, many of these classes are completely and utterly worthless. Let's talk about gen eds, right? Now, I'll get to some specialized knowledge here in a second, specialized college, because I know there's some use for that. Um, but I'm talking about what, what Mo Abbas called the junk degrees. These are degrees that 75% of people have. They get a degree and then they work in another field. You know, for instance, they get a communications degree and then they go work in, you know, whatever. I don't know, design, video game development. They work in banking. You know, it's like, holy crap. You know, first of all, communication degree, what can I use that specifically for? And number two, I took two years of gen eds, I took two years of algebra, and I paid five grand a class for it. What am, I, what am I doing here? And then I'm paying for it 10 years later. So there's all that. Then there's the math. Like, you know, I think we should remove all the gen eds, all the BS gen eds out of college. And let's teach people how to handle finances. Let's, people, let's teach people the history of the monetary system. Go, go, back, go back to like 10 episodes. I told you about that when it says something about how do we handle our, how we handle our money. I tell you about the history of the monetary system. Why don't we teach kids that? teach them the history of the monetary system, then why don't we teach them how to actually run their finances? Why don't we teach them how to crunch the numbers of college, right? Hey, you're, ch- you're checking out a degree, you're thinking about this cool, it's going to cost you 70 grand. Let's look at what you're probably going to make when you get out if you're one of the 30% that gets a job in your chosen field and if you're making a median income. If all that happens, you have 70 grand of debt, that's a $560 a month minimum payment, that's a 30-year payoff rate, you're going to make $2,500 a month after taxes, that means you have $1,900 to live on. Okay, this is what $1,900 gets you, Mr. 17-year-old. And then you teach them that. You see what I'm saying? Like, we don't teach kids that. So they come out of school, they're 25 years old, they're buried in $100,000 in debt, and they don't understand why they can't pay their bills. Or they understand why they can't pay their bills now, but it's seven years too late. And I just think this is an absolute disservice to society. It's just complete garbage. It's total crap. Now... Um, so the first thing, the first thing I implore you to do, I'm going to do this with, with my kids, whether anyone wants me to or not, I'm going to teach them how to look at finances. Like, Hey, I'll do, I will literally support you in anything the gift that my parents gave me. I'm going to give that to my kids. I'll support you in anything that you want to do. You want to, you know, do the exact opposite of me and be a total cubicle dweller, man, if that's what you want, I got your back and I'll help you go to school and get that communications degree. But I'm going to teach you how to run the finance. I'm going to teach you how to run the numbers. I'm going to show you what life looks like at that level and just make sure that they know, right? Um, anyway, that being said, I know that there are, oh, so that, that being said, I implore you to have conversations. If you have influence with people in your life that haven't yet strap themselves to debt like this, have that conversation. Trust, trust me because I've got multiple, multiple, multiple friends that are literally six figures or more in student loan debt and they are struggling so bad because of it. They can barely move. They can barely breathe. Every month is a horrible, horrible fight and it sucks. And they went to prestigious colleges, have prestigious degrees. They're working outside of their chosen field because, you know, one of a few reasons, either one, they, um, there's no jobs available. Number two, 
uh, they couldn't get that job for whatever reason, and so then they start the career in a different field, they start moving up, and then now you're basically stuck, right? So have that conversation with people that you have uh, some sort of a relationship with and just teach them how to run the numbers at the very least. If they still choose to move forward, that's great. It's up to them, right? You can't control people. You don't want to control people, but at least, at least give them information because the education system today is not doing our children and our kids a service by covering up the finance financial aspect of the college system and just saying it's a good idea. No, it's a crap idea. And actually, from a financial standpoint, it's a crap idea. If you want to go for personal reasons, totally different story. If you want to go for financial reasons, absolutely stupid. So the current system is covering that up. I think we need to shine light on that and just make sure people are educated. That's it. Last thing is specialized knowledge. Now, I have a huge, um, uh, <laughs> um, I guess... Uh, what is it? A question mark over some of the certifications. So there's some there's some professions that require immense certifications from colleges in order to practice in that profession. There's multiple of them, and you know some people say, well, like you have to go ahead and and get those certifications in order to practice in that chosen field. Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, you're right, and I think it's stupid because there's a lot of people. Like for instance, there's a lot of financial planning people that we've actually said no to. They have all the certifications on the wall, yet they haven't accomplished anything that we want to accomplish financially. I'm like, fantastic! You have millions of certifications. You had to go to college for how long for this? And you literally have virtually no passive income. Why are we talking? You see what I'm saying? And this can go along the lines. For instance, um, I don't want to go, I don't want to go where I'm about to go. So I'm going to stop. But there's multiple areas like this. Now, saying that there's two ways to overcome it. Number one is you just got to bite the bullet and that's okay. You know, if, um, if you want to be a, you know, a a doctor, for instance, you know, obviously if you're going to perform surgery on me, I want you to have gone to school a lot, right? Like, I don't want you to be performing on me without having specialized degrees and specialized knowledge. My chiropractor better have gone to chiropractic school for as long as he possibly should have, right? Same with my dentist, all these things. And so with that, I totally value that. I think it's, I think it has to happen. I mean, how can it not happen, right? It has to. Those are specialized cases though, right? Now let's pretend that you're in the, like I said, the financial planning world. This is one example. There's multiple others that I could give. I'm just use the financial planning world for a second. Let's want to help people with their finances. Is the smart move to go to go get a bunch of degrees, lock yourself down in that way, and then basically teach people how to invest in things that, statistically and historically speaking, have not given people financial wealth in retirement, because that's what most of our education does. Is that the right move or is the right move to say, well, I want to teach people about financial education, financial freedom. So rather than going the traditional route and teaching people things that historically haven't worked, what if I go ahead and do the real estate investing route? I have to do it independently. I might have to get private education from you know, someone. But what if I do that? And then I teach people after that. See what I'm saying? So you, in some cases, these specialized knowledge things, they're just they're just stupid guardrails that have been put in place that we have to stay within that don't even matter anyway because they don't give people the results that they want. So what if you stepped outside the guardrail to something that was more effective and taught people that? So there's other options. Now, again, some options you can't get around. If you want to be a surgeon, please, for the love of God, go to school because um, I'm not going to come to you as a surgeon if you don't. Wow, that's a, uh, that's a Toyota Corolla with an exhaust on it. I'm embarrassed. Um, so anyway, you, you understand all that. Um, 
That being said, if you, let's say you want to help people as a doctor, and but you really want to help people. You just don't, because I mean, I've talked to a lot of doctors recently for some reason, and most doctors are trained on how to, how to mask, mask a symptom or surgically fix something. But what if you could have prevented that in the very beginning by actually having proper health? Instead of, instead of you know, chasing a symptom with, you know, drugs filled with who knows what, that actually potentially could cause more problems than now. What if you were just healthy from the beginning? So now a lot of people are moving in that naturopathic way. Now we need to have naturopathists people and we need to have surgeons because if you get hit by a bus I don't care how healthy you are your leg flies off you know you gotta you gotta stitch something up so anyway just uh, just food for thought um, and uh, things like that one fun fact it's not really a fun fact it's actually a really sad fact but did you know that I believe it's number three the number three leading cause of death in the United States you know the number three leading cause of death is it's mistakes by medical professionals <laughs> um, so, like, as I've been like think like learning about all this naturopath stuff and talking to doctors, uh, to doctor people, doctor type people recently. I mean, a lot of these people that I'm talking to were once uh, like you know uh, like like the drug like you know normal doctors that you come in you for a cough and they give you a pill, um, and now they're like, oh my gosh, like I've been like you know actually probably hurting people more than I've been helping them. And they're like going the nat- just naturopath route. Anyway, I have no really room to talk here. I don't know much about health. <laughs> to be totally honest, I just try to listen to what healthy people tell me to do. Um, but it's just interesting when I heard that. I'm like, oh my gosh, third? It's crazy. Anyway, um, this is just on my mind, this whole college thing. It was just, man, I was seething angry this morning just about the whole system. And um, it's just wrong. But anyway, if uh, don't, don't misunderstand me. If you're in college right now, um, just know this like... You know, at one point I may have judged. <laughs> I was a judger. Now I'm not. You know, like my parents never judged me and they empowered me to do what I wanted to do. And so what if you want to do something, man, just do it. It's cool. Like who cares? You know, who cares what I think? Who cares what anyone else thinks? If you want to do something, do it. Um, and it is what it is. It's fine. Just just know what you're doing. Just know what you're getting into. You know, the thing that does make me mad, though, is when people defend something that they don't know anything about. They don't know how to defend it. So when someone says, no, shoot, no, college is the right move for whatever reason, right? And they're getting, like, angry about it. I'm like, well, okay, that's fine. You can be, you can defend it. But, like, what are you defending, right? Are you defending the fact that you've been so, like, you're defending your mental comfort? Like, I've challenged your mental comfort zone and now you're pissed? Now you don't know how to react. You don't know how to defend it by with logic, so you're getting angry. So if you want to do something, that's totally cool. Just make sure that you have a logical defense. Not for me, not even really for you right now, but for future you. Because someday you're going to look back and you're going to be like, what did I do? And am I happy with my choices? And you could say yes. Man, thank God I did that. Or you could say no. Like, why did I do that? I wish someone woke me up. Well, maybe someone tried. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But you'll look back and you'll ask yourself questions. And you'll want to, you want to make sure that you can emotionally justify your decisions and logically justify them. This, this feels emotionally right to me. I feel it in my gut. And logically, this makes sense. Later, you will need that. So anyway, hopefully that um, makes sense. I know we talked about virtually nothing with network marketing today. This is just on my mind, so I wanted to share. Um, but anyway, hopefully you have an amazing day. And uh, if you found value in this, do me a favor, drop down below. Leave a rating. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon.